Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Matt, there was a lot of news last week and mostly this weekend, including Monday. From the Gorilla Collective, Paradox Interactive, the PC Gaming Show. Did I miss anything else? EA Star Wars Squadron, but we'll talk about that on Friday. It's chaos. I don't know what's going on anymore. PlayStation 5 reveals. Potentially. I don't even know. I, I can't even put a number on how many games. There's a lot. Oh, there's no E3. Eh, maybe not nothing. Maybe nothing. Maybe not nothing. Maybe nothing named E3. Yeah. But we're still having all these reveals and everything. Uh, on Friday's episode, we'll cover EA Play and everything like that. So there's still a lot to have been discussed. And our previous episode, if you listen to that, was our PlayStation episode. Because we didn't feel that we could... Fit it all in one episode, one, but two, it would be a disservice to both of these gigantic and separate, almost, events that they should be given each. Separate events being the PlayStation 5 reveal, Destiny, and the rest of the week. This this episode is going to cover the Gorilla Collective, Paradox, PC Gaming. I think, the I think that's it. Yeah. So... Uh, That's all I got. So much. Let's start into the Gorilla Collective. It was a three. Oh, yeah. Hey, new releases. Matt, this is what we do. Something, something. Gamers 2 podcast. Ha, ha, ha. For uh, it's going to be the 16th when this goes up, but it's a yep. recap. So don't worry about it. And he's Matt. I'm Nate. News. News. <laughs> new releases. We'll talk about those probably as we do the news. So here we go. Uh, the Gorilla Collective was a three-day-long digital festival combined from the Media Indie Exchange, or MIE, and the Kind of Funny Games Showcase. The following are just our list of highlights. Spoiler, almost everything is in this document, save roughly 10 to 15 things, probably. Uh, and if something was on IGN Summer of Games, we don't have that in this, but if you want to, they also are doing an event so there's a lot of overlap for some things. So we try to pull as we much probably, out. We probably got about 85%. I'd yeah. say it's a safe number. Uh, if you want to see more of any of these we mentioned or any that we may have skipped, go check out some live streams from each of the days. Or there's up amount of trailers out there now for all of these. And I think we do have between us some standouts that we actually are excited for. Yeah, I think so. 
which I guess if you throw enough shit at the wall, something's got to stick, right? So, <laughs> not that these are shit. It's a bad analogy, but it's the correct analogy. Spaghetti at a wall. Whatever. That's a thing people used to do, I guess. Yeah, that was, I mean, right off the bat, that was the most surprising thing for me is that obviously not every one of these games is to my liking, but they all seem like quality games. Yeah, there, there are, there are but a couple that I have severe questions about, but I am intrigued. (laughs) Is it one from Dwarf Fortress? Yes. (laughs) There's... There's the way I go about packs, and we've talked about this on packs episodes. If I like your game enough, I'll try to play it. If I'm interested, I'll stand around until like there's an open thing, but I won't be like trying to get to an open one. If I'm super confused, I'm going to stand there and watch people play until I figure out what the hell it is. Dwarf Fortress is that third one. <laughs> I just want to go like, I don't get it. But Dwarf Fortress is the thing. We'll get to there. We're gonna. This is roughly in chronological order, not exactly, but starting at the beginning of day one on the Gorilla Collective, we start out with System Shock. System Shock, the new one, got a new trailer for the upcoming remaster. That was going to be my question because I'm not a System Shock person. Was if it was remasters? So. Yes, it is. And it, I mean, it looked pretty good. Yeah, looks looks good. Don't Apparently, know anything about uh, it. But. I didn't play the original System Shock, but it, there was a lot of talk. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the, the gameplay breakdown of it a little bit after with the dev, that the original was apparently really hard to control. And that this is obviously supposed to have I've remedied a lot of that, but it was like mm-hmm. one of those difficult to like move and control type of Is it of like a shooter? First person shooter? Yeah, it's that first person, you know, you have your own bar of similar to like the Minecraft toolbar type thing and mm. stuff like that. Okay. I figure we'll just alternate these because there's there's a lot. Uh, next up was Cardiclism, a new card battle game where you fight the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It is a procedurally generated collectible card game that mixes in action RPG elements. There were a lot of card games. There there was a plethora of card games. Or, card games and cat games. Yep, card games and cat games. The interesting thing about the card games, though... Is it ran? It wasn't just like your your traditional card game that we know a of. Hearthstone Magic. Yeah, type. it was like you had your line card games. You had your like tile based combat card. There was like yeah, tile ran... based combat action RPG stuff like this. Of like you're actually going through a map, and then when you got into combat, it became a card based thing. Uh, there, there was a. They were all different in their own way. Mm-hmm. Though there were also a lot of visual similarities. <laughs> some yeah. some like fonts and icons. I was like, that doesn't look much different from something else. But there was a lot of like the I mean, yes, it's a card deck, but a lot of like the deck management and like deck presentation seemed yeah. extremely similar. There are there are times where I really wish I because I don't have any problem with card games. I just want things. I do. Okay, well, Matt does. <laughs> but I want them to, to define themselves be- better, mm-hmm. almost. Just give it s- itself a more uniqueness. Uh, I think the fighting one does that pretty well. It's probably one of the more unique ones out of everything we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. Next one is, is it Uragun or Uragun? Uragun. 
as in you're a gun. <laughs> Except not spelled that way. You're a gun, a top-down shooter that rewards your, quote, instinct and exploration of combat synergies, end quote. This was uh, one that you were liking. Yep, I like the idea of it. I uh, like the art and everything that was with it. And then it was like, kind of like uh top-down shooter. When it says top-down, was it twin stick? I don't know. That part I wasn't sure about. Like it kind of, it was kind of bizarre because it was like, it almost had like tower defense style things going on as well okay. with like positioning yourself and upgrades and stuff. I don't know. It's, I like the concept of it and like it's art and stuff, but there wasn't a whole lot on it that I saw. Okay. I get what you mean. Then again, that was the that was the case for a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Some a lot of these things when they got asked later, you know, they're devs that have been hit by this pandemic. So they're like, "Oh yeah, do you have a release date?" And they're like, Haha, "Not anymore. Don't know. Not sure." <laughs> uh, the next game, Almighty Kill Your Gods, an action RPG that either solo or with up to four friends, you fight demons and monsters, and of course, gods. It reminded me similar of a uh, like a Monster Hunter esque. Dauntless falls into that same category where it's large monster, small hero, conquer large monster. Uh, the classes looked different uh, with throwing spells and doing stuff like that. And hmm. it was kind of the co-op part of it is the part that really intrigued me. I, I've never cared for those games solo, but hang out with a bunch of people and just fight bad, big, bad things. All right, cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a four player co-op up to. Yeah. That always changes things. It does. It piques many an interest. Oh, yeah. I'm always down for a co-op game. <clears throat> a juggler's tale. He says that, but, you know. Well, you know, scheduling. <laughs> a, Life. <laughs> a juggler's tale. The game follows a character named Abby who escapes from the circus and <laughs> looks to be controlled by a marionette. Is how I wrote that because I don't know if you saw this one. I did not. Uh, you are, Abby, escapes from the circus. But a lot of the, you remember like Limbo and Inside and stuff. So you're going side to side, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like puzzle solving. How do you get over this thing and stuff like that? But Abby and other like creatures. I think there was a spider at one point. Same thing, or certain things have strings coming off of them, as if they were all just being puppeted along in marionette style. And it's they actually do stop you from. Like walking so far, because if you're hitting a platform above your head, you can only go so far. Hmm. Stuff like that. Looks like a cute little adventure story puzzle solving game. Yeah, it's a cool concept. Yeah. And I think the the, the strings just add to the uh, puzzle solving difficulty or mechanics at least. Mm-hmm. Next game was Lake. Fill in for your dad delivering mail in Providence Oaks, Oregon. I love game descriptions like that because, like, it's like there it is. That what could this possibly be? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like all right, I'm gonna drive around this mail truck and deliver some mail. Filling in for my dad. Okay. I think there's obviously more in the discussion, yeah. but yeah, it's a third person. Advent adventures, kind of like I mean, you're you're driving around and delivering mail, but you're having conversations with residents and stuff. I don't know if they're they. they I don't think they said anything in the trailer about like some 
overlooming mystery type thing. So it might just be a casual, you know, find out what's going on in the town. Yeah, a little talking, walking simulator yeah. thing. Nice little casual stroll. Mailmen know everything, you know. They they do. They do know everything. Well, except you're uh, a male woman in this, I think. Mm-hmm. So, Urban Trial Tricky. A Switch game where you ride a motorbike and do some sweet tricks to complete challenges. Trials with flair. That is my note on the end of that. Because it looks like Trials. It, you know, same... Uh, side-scrolling motorcycle balance type thing that Trials yeah. is known for, and so are some obvi- obviously HTML and web flash games that have done it for years. But I mean, if I had a Switch and it was reasonably priced, yeah. it would be a an immediate buy probably. The it... art was pretty sweet, mm-hmm. cool to do all the like the little tricks and go through those, and I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm in for it. It's cool. Catch it. I love the one the guys doing the Superman, where he's just floating behind the bike. For they never show him land, so I don't know if he does, but they just he's just supermaning for very, very long. Uh, the next one was Boyfriend Dungeon. I wrote down Dewey's favorite game, but then Matt informed me it's not a joke, it's it looks fucking good. Like, it kind of has like it's a dungeon crawler and dating simulator slammed together. Uh, the weapons are people and they transform back and forth and that's who you're dating is the weapons yeah and they have multiple sexes no sexes you know like they try to get a little you diversity going on in there to your weapons yep when you go do your dungeon crawling uh you can gather crafting materials to then craft gifts for your weapons slash date person now i don't have to date all my weapons right you don't have to you can be friends with them if you like there are advantages to dating. Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits, perhaps. Or if you want to go up to, you know, you want to go all the way. Yeah, because there were, what is it, the the more, I, I want to say relationship points, but like the stronger the relationship you have with the person weapon, <laughs> the better it performed in combat. Yep. Uh, the One of the developers said that the dungeon levels also have uh, like, psychological metaphors for you know like maybe issues the character is having or something along those lines so there's a, there's a bit of a story there that you're developing and trying to figure out okay so uh, yeah using them as a you might be uncomfortable doing this but they're there to yeah kind of push you through mm-hmm. uh it looked pretty pretty fleshed out actually it was it was interesting it was it was funny because I saw the name and I feel like we've heard of it before. I think we did too. Because I'm think, pretty sure yeah. this has come up before, either at previous PAXs or something. I've I've definitely discussed this before. With yeah, you. I definitely I recognize the name, and I think it might have been a PAX game for you. Yes, yeah. and I immediately just went, "Haha, boyfriend dungeon, good joke." Dewey's favorite game. There it is. And then Matt and I are downstairs watching some trailers so we can remember things we wanted to remember, and he's like. It's actually pretty good. And I was like, all right, well, shit, now I got to listen because I thought it, I thought we were just making jokes. So interesting concept. Definitely unique, but like done well. Yeah. And I think it's also because you're more in the anime uh, realm than I am, where mm-hmm. I feel like that is a much more frequented concept where a person is a weapon. Yep, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, some of them are pretty tropey. Well, I but mean, yeah. it's 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 a concept in anime, so I, it wasn't foreign to me. So I was like, yeah, 
And I mean, I'm not saying Weapon it's dating simulator sounds good. Yeah, it's not foreign <laughs> to me, but I, I I didn't do that. I didn't go, oh, yeah, weapon dating simulator. That sounds like, two, yeah, it's just Tuesday. All right. <laughs> uh, Haven. They escape to a lost planet to be together. An RPG adventure with love and freedom. I would have guessed this was a co-op journey style game by the looks of it. Play solo or co-op with a special someone. Special someone. Yeah. Did you see this one? I did you not. Know? It it is very. <laughs> you all right. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you can kick it. I, I got to replace the case anyway, probably. So, the your toes aren't gonna be happy though. <laughs> I know it's fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah, the case isn't light. The Haven, uh, you actually are. It's it's similar. To, it. I mean, the journey thing is gonna come up for quite a few of these <laughs> games, where I'm just like, hey, yeah, it's a journey's the just the. It's the thing. Yeah, it's like... Hey, what's a walking sim? Journey. Cool. Where's the baseline now? Journey. Abzu. Journey in the ocean. Uh, uh, what's that growing one that came out from them second? Journey on plants. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what the name of that game is. Was it just gr- growing home? Grow home. Grow home. That's what it was. Yeah. Journey on plants. Whole thing. Uh, but this is your two players. and Or, I mean, you can play it alone, but... You're a couple going through doing like adventuring and also having relationship conversations almost of a dating sim-esque type mm-hmm. style. The trailer shows one spot where they're they're in bed in a house somewhere and they're talking and the girl says something along the lines of like I would kill them or something. I don't know if I don't know what they're discussing. And he the guy gets like taken aback. And she's like, what? You got nothing to be scared of. You don't have to be scared of me. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, he does. He should. You just. <laughs> nothing better than a crazy girlfriend. The next one. Uh, I'll take the next two because they're just quick ones anyway. Slay the Spire made it to iOS. Another card Congratulations. game. Another card game, but a great card game. Uh, I played it for a bit on Game Pass and it's still really, really touted. But it's out now on iOS. So if you have an Apple product, worth worth a try. If you can try it. I don't know what the price is or anything, but hey, it's there. Uh, and Baldur's Gate 3, we saw a new trailer for that. And it will enter early access in August 2020. Maybe. <laughs> common theme. Uh, well, it it's a common theme, but I appreciate that literally in their trailer cut. And talking with the dev, they're like, and in August 2020, and then just in bold letters right underneath it, they went, maybe. <laughs> so it's not even like it was up to, you could have missed it. It says August 2020, and then maybe all in one shot. You don't have a dev going, well, maybe. It's No, it literally says maybe. Uh, they got hit with, obviously, everybody got hit with the pandemic, going back to that. And they had a, I don't know if he's the lead dev, but interview where... He's also going to be going live at some point, maybe in July, doing kind of like a playthrough so everybody can see some stuff and he's going to have the chat help make decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they are trying to have it ready for early access to have a, a slice for people to play in August to then continue to go forward towards full release. So Yeah, for sure. A lot of games hitting early access, and a bunch of these are on Steam as demos, I think, right? Too. There, there, their... there are quite a few that did have demos available now. Yeah, I know um, a lot of the ones uh, that we're mentioning 
were were featured on day three as like an in-depth look and almost all of those had demos Uh, available on steam or like starting tomorrow or something yeah or throughout this week they Mm -hmm. were gonna have stuff coming out the uh the Baldur's gate one is interesting because if you listen to the guy talk he's like we had we've come a long way since pax because they had a they had a big booth at pax like we've come a long way since there we got a lot of feedback on a lot of things uh he's like we specifically changed i can't remember if it was the dialogue or there was or movement there was something he specifically calls out where he's like and we changed that because we got a lot of feedback at it from pax and i was just like yeah probably nobody liked it (laughs) whatever it was (laughs) i didn't didn't get into Baldur's gate but like but they were talking about that you could tell that they must have had a lot of people give them that and you know they made the changes and moved on so Mm -hmm. they seem still excited so good for them uh west of dead a dark western set in purgatory wyoming narrated by ron perlman uh, this is one of the ones that I kind of gravitated towards. Um, it kind of has like a Ghost Rider vibe to it, but not as yeah, kind dumb, of. I guess. Like it's well, it's a Western. Ghost Rider in the comics is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the movie's pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, Western, dark Western, obviously, like you said. Um, what I like about it is um, it seems I all all of the, the games that I uh, – liked had like a, a strong story element to them yeah so and this one being narrated uh with everything i mean ron perlman's a great fucking narrator to have so and especially for the setting he fits the setting mm-hmm. uh it's an interesting i don't know what you call that art style but it was it definitely looked like an interesting i think you're an, an isometric 2d look down moving mm-hmm. through that game had a cover system as well. Yeah, a cover system, running around shooting guns and things. I was just like, all right, yeah, I could probably get down to that. I could already feel myself getting really annoyed, though, when I didn't realize the a range of a hitbox and I got killed by an explosion. But Yeah, my my <laughs> thing that I saw annoying me was the whole, the cover system and, and not knowing like the height of the cover. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. So you could shoot over or someone could shoot you over the cover and you not know it. Yeah. Always, always a glorious problem in yeah. in cover systems. Frostpunk is getting a board game that I just threw in because I thought that was really interesting. The board game trend, I don't. It's a it's an interesting trend because it is. It, you can either land or you can miss. Hard. Yeah, like I have my mind doesn't work that way to where I can picture these games as a board game. So, like, in some sense, whenever I see these board games, I'm always impressed by, like, how they can take a, a video game and turn it into a board game. But then when I hear it, hear the news without seeing an example, I'm like, don't see how that's going to work. Yeah. And this one's interesting, too, because when it says board game, I mean, Frostpunk is a city building sim or civilizations building sim where you're doing stuff like that and whatever. So, I'm like, when it says board game, I'm I'm intrigued to see what that means. Yeah. Uh, for people that that play it, like how does it all come together? And maybe if there gets to be a playable one at a pack sometime, I'll sit down and play it. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, Fights in tight spaces, a deck building turn based game where you do what the title says. You fight in tight spaces. You fight in tight spaces. One of the only card games that I saw where I was like, I may play that. I was really interested in it. Uh, because immediately the color palette, I went, oh, super hot. And then it was yeah. like, it's not super hot. And I went, I'm still watching it. Oh, it's card-based super, super hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was still pretty cool because you're, you're fighting through. 
I mean, some of those spaces, there were a lot of people in those yeah. spaces. It's fun. The Ho- super hot comparison is really fun because it, it's that is how you play super hot, right? Because you're not like wrong. It's I just have to you do only this, have... then this, then this. Oh, that didn't work that time, so I'll do this, this, that. Yeah, you know, instead of you having free range of decisions, which even in super hot, you don't necessarily have free range of decisions. Yeah. You have cards that are telling you your decisions, and you're still going through the motions of I need to not get hit by this guy who's shooting me. But not, you know, but counter this guy and, and mm-hmm. maneuver your way through a level of defeating your enemies. And the, this is going to be blasphemy, but it looks like it'd make a great mobile game. Gamers Two does not endorse <laughs> what Matthew just said. <laughs> the uh, yeah, but I mean, almost every card game can fit into that category for the most part. That's the yeah. that's the thing with those. But where this one seems like it would be very cool. Like the, some of the moves you see, it does the double punch where he punches one in front, one behind type of thing or to each side, mm-hmm. uh, does a spinning roundhouse kick to, to knock out some. So it, it seems like a pretty fleshed out combat. Yeah. And I appreciate system. how the environment still factors in like that scene where he does the knee kick to knock the dude off. Yeah. The you're, you're I like, a almost over a stairwell type of thing in a, jail cell maybe yeah or like a just a building stair stairwell or yeah something. and he does an a f- upper knee and knocks the guy over the railing or the other one where he uh uppercuts the guy and punches and hits him over the table mm-hmm. stuff like that always appreciate when those are taken into effect oh yeah for sure liberated out on how in july 2020 is a comic style shooter where you join a revolution to fight the system that wasn't the French one, right? No. Okay, that was the one... That's the comic black and white one. Yeah, with the... The hacker yeah. and everything like that. Yep. Yeah. I'm, cool. I'm intrigued to see more about it and see... When it, when we get closer to release, see what we're looking at. And, you know, maybe I'll pick that up. Yeah. Right after I get done playing Spongebob. <laughs> Swim Sanity. Next week, baby! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> When's uh, Last of Us come out? This week. This week. Friday. Uh, right? 16th, 19th? Yeah, Friday. Uh, Swim Sanity, a multiplayer underwater shooter with multiple modes, including co-op, adventure, survival, and versus. I did not see this one, but reading the description, I kind of want to see what that's all about. You are underwater fighters against sea creatures and such. Uh I mean, it's basically, it's exactly what it says. It's a, yeah, underwater shooter. You know, you're, you're typical, like you have multiple people on the screen and you're all just firing away and co-op versus it's exactly, that is the closest, very correct description. And I remember I sent it to our uh, social media person and I was like, you might like this. And she read the description. and was like, eh. and I was like, don't argue with me. Go watch the trailer. Comes back watching the trailer and she's like, that looks like really cute and fun. And I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. <laughs> don't judge me. Or sorry, don't question me when I'm telling you you're going to like something or you might like it. Because if I know you, I'm probably right. Matt, you might like it. We'll see. It, that would be one that falls into the category of like, if we all were on playing, hilarity would be fun. Just die already. I'm with working a, on it. <laughs> with a trailer that spoofs Death Stranding, I am intrigued to see where this goes. I believe the subtitle was 
is, Deo, are you talking about the subtitle or what the, what the sub the subtitle says something like uh old person sandbox game or something like that yeah it's like old fuck was it old person maniac sandbox or something like yeah, that something like that i'm just thinking i immediately go to totally reliable de- delivery service or all those other gang beasts people fall flat blah, blah blah all those games and then just hilarious hilarious ways that you need to try to kill yourself yeah as an old person that was kicked out of a retirement home i believe nice but the, i love that the trailer starts with Hideo Kojima, please answer my phone. Please unblock me. Or yeah. something like that. Uh, chaos. All right, where are we? Uh, so that concludes day one of Gorilla Collective. For the um, most part. Like for the I most said, part. There's still a couple things. XO1, I know we don't have in here. Where you're a disc or a ball. Yeah, and you like float, fly, swim. Doing journey things. Yeah. <laughs> doing, yeah, doing journey things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after uh, Grill Collective was Paradox Insider Event, uh, and they had a more in-depth look at Crusader Kings 3. Which, did you ever play any of the ones beforehand? Nope. I've always seen them on Steam sales, and I've always been like, maybe? Because I, I, don't, I don't know, but they seem like maybe a smaller Total War mm-hmm. to kind of like get your feet wet type of thing. Or maybe like a similar to maybe a Mountain Blade type thing. Yeah. And I always am just like, maybe, but I have to, I, those are a hundred percent. An RTS like that is a whole, yeah, it's, I need a, I need a, I need to set a sad like two weeks and I need to like it. If I don't, it's not going to. Yeah. Uh, they showed more Empire of Sin gameplay, which we just watched that. And I think we're both interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I was really intrigued. After yeah, watching I mean, that, it looks that it just looks polished, polished, simple, smooth. Yeah, yeah, very like straightforward. You're this person. You want to recruit a gang, some gangsters to help you in a fight. Yeah. Recruit them. Cool concept too. Like the go whole, do the fight. Did the fight like Chicago and like the gangsters are based on real people and yeah, and you're was, you're climbing the to the to be the top of the Chicago gang leaderboards yeah <laughs> the chicago, crime, chicago crime family i don't know what you want to what you want to call it but you're going through you actually have choices in dialogue mm-hmm. about what you need to do who you can go talk to even just moving around the map was really smooth and simple and then when they got into combat it immediately broke into a tile combat grid mm-hmm. and boom you were in combat doing things and i was like i mean that seems and that- pretty good Characters uh, have different abilities and stuff, so... Yeah, different individual abilities, and like you said, they're apparently based on real people from those eras, so it's like, all right, I'm I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, It goes on the list. There's the uh, next Surviving the Aftermath update, which launches on June 18th. Which is Thursday. That game is on... It's been on Epic, uh... I, I it was free once, wasn't it? I'm not positive about that statement. Or was that maybe that was Surviving Mars? That was Surviving. That Mars. was Surviving Mars. Yeah, yeah. This is different. Uh, but I see it on Epic every time, and I'm just like, interesting. But once again, mood mood game for me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Two got a character reveal as a damsel, which means nothing to me. Which means nothing to me either. And spoiler alert: I still don't like the look of the game. 
Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, mouth, not even remotely close to being synced up with what was uh, the audio was. You know what? For for the Vampire Bloodlines community, I hope they like it. Yeah, I hope they. I hope they're happy. But this hasn't brought in any new person out of me. <laughs> All right, then we hit uh, day two. Day two had a lot more. I mean, not really. Uh, we just have longer descriptions. <laughs> day two starts with the Eternal Cylinder. An alien force called the Eternal Cylinder is threatening a planet and cannot be stopped. However, the fate of the world lies in one of the smallest creatures. Become this last hope. Mutate. Adapt. Evolve. Overcome, dip, duck, dodge, dive. Those interested can sign up for beta access now. Dodgeball quote was courtesy of me. (laughs) I might actually sign up for this one because I watched the gameplay on it and it kind of has like, you remember Spore? Oh yeah, I remember Spore. It's kind of like Spore vibes. Ooh, that's interesting. Spore was Spore. Yeah. Uh, Like I should preface that first level of Spore vibes. The uh, The cell one. Yeah, the Acel Amoeba level. Because once you get on an island, it got weird. Yeah, it did get weird. Um, you like gather resources by like, I'm assuming eating and consuming things. And then you gain the ability to, uh, choose adaptions or, or maybe it was like the things you eat kind of determine how you adapt. So okay. it's like, like bug snacks <laughs> kind of. And then, uh, you know, you were looking to adapt in certain ways to like solve puzzles and problems. And stuff. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Have to get here. What do I need to do to exactly type that? Yeah. Uh, Eldest Souls, uh, the first game from Fallen Flag Studio. Eldest Souls is attempting to put a spin on the Souls-like genre with boss rush gameplay and a high level of combat customization. It definitely looks Souls-like. Okay, I don't uh, think I saw this one. I I remember a little bit of it, uh, but it, when watching, it, I was like, "Oh, Souls." Yeah, no, I'm not playing that. <laughs> but that's just me with a Souls game. It was um it was a little bit more cartoony versus a Souls game isn't isn't right, but it was a little bit uh it wasn't as like the the depth the detailed stuff. More like stylized. Yeah, more stylized. And it definitely had the boss rush of like actually just con- you could almost kind of constantly go with them for a part, mm-hmm. but there were definite moments you could see where it's like, "Oh, that's a big attack. I need to not get hit." So hmm. No Straight Roads. No Straight Roads is all about starting a rock band and ending the EDM empire called NSR. This rockin' action-adventure game is from the minds of Final Fantasy XV's Juan Hamzer, Hosmer sorry, and Street Fighter V's Dame Dizudian. I don't think that's right. Explore Vinyl City, fight musical megastars, and more in this rhythm-infused third-person combat game. Those are some names, man. Those there are a lot of names in there, and I love that they're like <laughs> dismantle the EDM core by forming a rock band. Interesting concept. Uh Gory, Cuddly Carnage. Gory lets you hang out with Frank, a razor sharp hoverboard, and Chip, a depressed modular AI that is constantly complaining, all while taking out hordes of cuddly and horrible toys as Gory. The most adorable and badass cat in the world. And we should be clear, that is Frank as an acronym. Yep. F period, R period, A period, M period, K period. 
and Chip, which is C-H-1-P, mm-hmm. and Gory, which is G-O-R-I. And Badass Cat in the World is not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wrong? Euthanism? You, maybe? It, it literally means, it's a literally a cat, not like a badass cat, as in like the oh. saying, badass cat. Euphemism? Euphemism, yeah. I mean, usually when you use a euphemism, it'd be more like adult central. But yeah, yeah. I, badass cat, uh, saying, metaphor, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Colloquialism. <laughs> uh, okay. Not really. It's not that either. Uh, it's not vernacular. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough of our English lesson. Because <laughs> I, I don't remember the word. Iambic pentameter. I don't know. Uh, but I know what you mean. It's not what the the common use would be. It yeah. literally it is literally a badass cat. Yeah. More cat games. You guys want to play a common or a, a chill one in stray, and then be a badass one on a hoverboard? The answer is yes. You do. Speaking of skating, skate story. Skate into the underworld and make it through the nine layers to reclaim that which was lost. What do you think was lost? His helmet, maybe. The rollerblades. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> they sent the one person they knew that was cooler a skateboarder. This was the one with a really difficult like yeah, trick. Where like, we were all on board, and then they're like, oh, to control front foot, back foot. You use do, the triggers and then have to do tricks with holding down the triggers to do flips and stuff. And I was just like, I'm you out. had me right until then. It's like, I'm out. It, it, it seemed like a cool, it seems like a cool concept where if you are into that, yeah, uh, more control over the board. I prefer the skate method where it's like, I only have to flick the stick in a different direction to do a trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am but a simpleton. Yeah. So. I thought it looked like a really chill game that could be like kind of that cool, relaxing. Yep. And then, like, the trick thing came up, and I was like, oh. And I feel like there's probably a chance where you can get through all of those without the tricks. Mm-hmm. But why would you want to? Yeah. I mean, then I feel like if I played it that way, I would be like, it just wouldn't be. I'd, I'd be, be robbing myself yeah. of experiences. So I was like, oh, I just jumped over everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fun. <laughs> I didn't even do one kickflip. Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch. The first game based on these characters is a fast-paced combat side-scrolling 2.5D multiplayer tag team brawler. Jay and Silent Bob, man. Jay and Silent Bob. I don't have any horse in the race. I mean, I've seen a good amount of them. Like, my brother was big into Kevin Smith movies, so like... Mm -hmm. I like Kevin Smith as a person, but Mm -hmm. the movies never did anything for me. Yeah, all right. Vigil, The Longest Night, a 2D action platformer inspired by Castlevania, but with an eldritch horror-style twist. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Don't know what that is, but cool. I've got to be in... Those are, you know... I go back to got to be in the mood, but for uh, a Castlevania, Metroidvania type mm-hmm. thing... it. Never got into the, the. I can usually get into them for maybe like an hour to two hours, but I never, I never can see them through. Yeah, never, never did the Metroidvania style games. Yeah, appreciate the people that like them. But. Yeah, for sure. Thirty XX, the sequel to 2017's Twenty XX. Yeah, uh, that was one of the games featured on day three, and uh, the dev made a point to point out that they did extra work to add in a feature, a specific feature in the game, because when they 
came out with 20 XX, a father at a PAX event was telling him that they were, he really appreciated that feature because it allowed his son to play the game with him essentially to where like his son couldn't get past certain platforming tricks. Right. So his cat, his dad could do them and then teleport him to him. Oh, so that was a nice little tidbit. Well, Hey, it's cool to see. Mm hmm. You love, you love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speed limit. And I don't, I hope you remember this one because this was one of the games that I was like, damn, that's cool. I want to play that. Okay, good. So it reminds me of spy hunter. Okay. You remember the going through, you're driving the car, dropping sl- oil slicks mm-hmm. or whatever, but then you had inner inner brakes with mm-hmm. like doing other things. Yeah. And you get the scene of driving in the car, but then you're also doing the other stuff of the side scrolling, uh, shooting and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm intrigued. This looks pretty cool. Then it's like with the pixelated style. Right. It immediately made me think of the fucking old arcade game, the like California... Like Racing California or California. Well, Cruising USA. I mean, Cruising USA was there's, like one there's of Racing them. California or Cruising California. There was also that. Yeah. Maybe Cruising California is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But not, you're not behind the wheel in those, you know. It's, yeah. It's the, that's why I say the Spy Hunter because it still is that almost more top down mm-hmm. lane changing. It, on those levels, it was anyway. 100 days uh, winemaking. What? 100, 100 days, days. winemaking. Winemaking simulator. Journey the world to learn the secrets to become the best ever winemaker. Yeah. You want to be a wino? Be a wino. All right. There it is, guys. Go gather some grapes and fucking start stepping on them. Exactly. Per Aspera, a planetary simulation experience that combines science fiction and base building. The map is based on geographical data from NASA. I respect that. I don't know what this game is, but I'll look it up. I just like every space name or space game now to be named roughly something like that. Per Aspera, we have the movie Ad Astra. Like, let's let's yeah. really go Roman Latin names for things. Yeah. Greek Latin names. Don't correct me. Latin names. But I like the. I respect the geographical data by NASA. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm going to terraform Mars correctly. <laughs> correctly. Uh, floppy nights, which is all my nights. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, get it, folks. Zing, he got himself. Floppy nights, floppy nights is a deck building, sword swinging, tactical adventure that tried to answer what happens when you bring a microprocessor to a night fight. Yeah, so the floppy nights are spawned of floppy disks. Ah, okay. And so you must defeat them using cards because card games. Okay. I respect the concept. So do I. I respected the flop. When I saw Floppy Nights, I was like, I respect the wordplay. And then when it said Floppy Drive, and I was like, I see. And yes, a lot of uh, night, 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 fight, night, night, knife, night, knife. (laughs) Divinity Original Sin 2 got new DLC available now. So hey, if you didn't already play through the first 300 hours of Divinity Original Sin 2, have some DLC. Wolfstride, that's that's a business in SnowRunner that you have to pick up materials from. Because you're <laughs> curious. Wolfstride. So in four <laughs> years, we'll see the materials show up. Yeah. Wolfstride, compete as a contestant in a giant mech arena combat competition in this RPG-like game 
that will have you upgrading your mech, playing mini games to earn money, interacting with NPCs, and much more. I'm in. Didn't we hear, see it. We didn't hear see mechs. it. Gonna look that one up. We hear mechs, and it doesn't take much. We are right there. Star Renegades from Massive Damage. Star Renegades is a procedurally generated strategy RPG that is all about outsmarting AI-driven adversaries. Sounds cool. Read-only memories. Neurodriver, I can speak. (laughs) Neuro, as in the brain. Uh, Read-only memories is set in in the vibrant cyberpunk world of Neo San Francisco from 2064 Read only memories. Yeah, so if you played that game, you're getting a sequel set in that city. Wow, cool. Didn't play that game. All right, well, never mind then. Midnight Ghost Hunt. Midnight Ghost Hunt has players becoming either ghosts or ghost hunters in this multiplayer adventure. Now, this game we have seen before, Matthew. Oh, is this that game? Where you can become furniture. This is, it's like prop hunt, kind of. Kind of, yeah. The ghosts can, or the ghosts like go into furniture and mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you got the. Yeah. Yeah. You got the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck right. if you can figure out what that means. <laughs> yeah. You have the, what, not ghost detector, but. Yeah. yeah it's like ghostbuster esque yeah. thing. You're trying to capture the ghosts and they're hiding in furniture around. And, yeah. Pretty dope. I'm glad that that popped up. Yeah, it's it's funny when I, we start going through these and we see like Boyfriend Dungeon and we see this and stuff and we're like, didn't we talk about that like two years ago? And yeah. then it's you know resurfacing again and we're like, oh, hey, they're still going. Good job. When it's not a AAA title, when it's a AAA title and this keeps happening, then we have problems. But this yeah. is different. Yeah, this is different. Uh, corrupt. You're one of the select heroes chosen to stop the corruption that is spreading throughout the galaxy in this stylish fighting game. And it's a... It's not corruption, it's corrupt and corruption, as in core, option. C-O-R-E, option. Oh, I got this one, shit. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Alice Tournament. This game offers up to eight players the chance to participate in a, quote, charmingly chaotic action party game, end quote. Not enough party games coming out. No, I mean, they're... They don't really like... The the thing with party games is if, I wish there were more. There are some that... Jackbox has a very good yeah. party game corner that they have carved out for themselves. What's great about them and why they're so popular is you can play them and not have to be in the same yeah. spot. I just played them over the weekend and I was here and I was playing with people on the West Coast. Yeah. So it stuff like that where I'm hoping this allows you to do more of the same. That would be the way to go. Calico. Calico is a day-in-the-life community sim game that has quite possibly one of the most important missions to undertake. Rebuild the town's cat cafe and fill it with adorable kittens or kitties. You think Nate was getting away on this podcast without mentioning another cat game? You are wrong. Did not realize that there are, in fact, three cat games. I thought there was just two. No. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, dude, you get to rebuild, rebuild a town's cat cafe, a whole cafe of cats, and you fill it with kitties. Mm-hmm. Oh, little cool kitties. I went to a mall once that had one of those, like, cat shelter rooms, you know, like you could adopt cats, and the okay. whole thing was just, like, you know, 200 cats. Yeah. And it was, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> Lost at Sea, a narrative first-person exploration adventure game that features nonlinear physics-based puzzle mechanics. Let me press up my glasses for that nerd reading. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I really had to press up yeah. my glasses there. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that one, but is when I saw the title, home about or I mean, it's in here. It's just uh, as uh, I mentioned it from us. The exploration stuff looks kind of cool. I, I, you know, getting around and doing stuff. When I first saw the title, I thought it was the game that EA has had put out before, mm-hmm. the one that was part of their, yeah. Um, I remember their their indie mm-hmm. mode indie thing, but I not forget the name of that one. But it's not that one. So, nuts nuts is a first person narrative surveillance adventure that features unique puzzle mechanics. Nuts nuts. I, I respect that it's called nuts. The cabbage effect. The cabbage effect tries to look at what would happen if an alien civilization tried to piece together our history from radio waves. Ugh. Yeah, that so would like be a, a mess. Whole, there's like a whole thing you're going through story and putting on, like popping in cassette tapes and and putting in uh, on headphones and trying to piece things together based on only like snippets. Oh God, interesting concept though. Yeah, what if man? <laughs> Dreamscaper, a roguelike action RPG featuring modern hack and slash action with some sweet lucid dreams. Yeah, man. Lucid. Have you ever been able to lucid dream? No. I've gotten close, mm-hmm. but I've never gotten... At least what I think is a lucid... I've never gotten to that next step. 
usually right as I'm about to get there, something breaks. And yeah, I've never, I've never tried. I've never been able to do it. I've never tried. It's just sometimes I've gotten to that sheer exhaustion level where I go into a deep sleep and it's like, oh, this is all really good. And then I just. Hmm. Undungeon. Players must travel between dimensions to change the world in an attempt to reconstruct the shattered multiverse. There's some intense games in this list. You're doing a lot of universe saving. Yeah. Or you're just fixing a cat cafe. However much of the level hero you want to be. Yeah. I mean, who's the who? Who's the bigger hero, really? The cat cafe. Yeah, for sure. Who gives a shit about the multiverse? I don't give a shit about the verse. The cat cafe. <laughs> exactly. Minute of Islands. Become Mo, a skilled tinkerer who lives with her family and a pastoral archipelago that was once inhabited by an ancient race of inscrutable giants. Well done, Matt, because for, you know what, just, just you know, I, for normally fumbling. Some, fumbling or anything, you get archipelago, you get inscrutable, and you just, you just punched them right through. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I think the Red Bull's kicking in a little bit. Oh, all right. <laughs> Took long enough. Beware. He's now <laughs> become literate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one was, uh, it was interesting. The art design of that one was, I was like, oh, the inscrutable giants look really interesting and are kind of, they seem like hidden kind of way on the island. Like they're, okay. you know, they're hiding type of thing. Like you, have to, you run into them or find them type. Hmm. Interesting. Cyanide and happiness freak apocalypse taking place in the cyanide and happiness universe. Players will take on the role of Coop, go away weirdo McCarthy, a quote weird, unpopular ginger-headed orphan end quote, who must save the world. However, he must also survive high school, which you know has its own set of challenges. That one looked pretty, pretty funny, pretty. pretty yeah, it fell. It fell right into the cyanide and happiness humor realm when we watched the trailer, and I was just like, I want to know what those gameplay things are that lead to some of the things we saw. Uh, Cause there was a, I don't, did I, did I just mention it? I forgot what I said 10 seconds ago. So it says survive high school. And there's one spot in the trailer that almost looks like your goal is to become prom King. And then not two seconds later, you're being jokers tossed into a vat of acid by the prom King. So, I don't know. <laughs> dark. Very dark. Dark, 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 dark. Continuing right on, we're now moving into the Humble Games Sizzle Reel. Humble Games is Humble, Humble Bundle's publishing branch of their own. They have they do publish some games. They're usually in like the Humble Tro if you go look there. Uh, but yeah, they have their own publishing branch as well as just their their storefront from charity and stuff like that so that's who these are coming from well we're getting there oh my god man this is we're like maybe i don't even we're probably not even halfway no we are i don't know this list and the pc gaming list is pretty long this list is longer than the pc gaming list (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) one step from eden which is available now Combines strategic deck building, real-time action, and roguelike elements. You gotta love them deck buildings. Deck buildings, I said. <laughs> skatebird. You guys remember that game where you're a bird on a skateboard? The game will be released in early 2021 and features skateboarding birds that skate through a tiny world and features all the tricks and cuteness that you would expect with the name 
Skatebird. Until the cats show up. Yeah, and, and then it's a whole the bird. it's a whole bird on cat skateboard fight. Yeah. It basically is a oh, I can't remember the name of the Disney movie from from the nineties or the early two thousands. Might have been rollerbladers versus skaters in that movie though, but <clears throat> it's birds and cats. Yeah. Not, not in this though, just birds. You get the joke. Move on. <laughs> Spellbreak. A battle royale. RPG that pits players against each other using epic magic combat. Battle Royale. I thought we killed those motherfuckers. No, we still going. Don't worry, there'll be three more announced by the end of the year. I thought things were going up. We got some cat <laughs> games coming in. I, uh, the future looked bright. <laughs> and then it came crashing back down with a Battle Royale. The Forgotten City. Step back in time to ancient Rome in the Forgotten City. A game that originated as a mod for Skyrim. Interesting. Cool. All you history people that loved Assassin's Creed, go back to go. ancient Rome. Get out of my damn Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Call of the Sea is an otherworldly first-person puzzle adventure game that follows one woman's desperate search in the 1930s for her missing husband in the isolated reaches of the South Pacific, which we've already seen, I think. Right? Yeah. We've seen this one. Yeah. We have uh, we have discussed this one. For sure. Dead Static Drive, described as Grand Theft Cthulhu. <laughs> Dead Static Drive is a cosmic horror driving game about an American road trip through a nightmarish, nostalgic world. Didn't see this one, but I, I love the description's good enough for me. Yeah. We're going to, you know what? This seems a lot like Grand Theft Cthulhu. <laughs> All right, I'm in. And that's Cthulhu. Welcome to Elk, a biographical adventure set on an island like no other, where every character you encounter has a story to tell. Dun, dun, dun. Don't Forget Me. A narrative pixel art investigation game, Don't Forget Me, is set in a cyberpunk noir universe and tasks the player with exploring your client's memories to protect their freedom. Oh, man, you ever want to dive into somebody else's memories to protect freedom? <sighs> whole thing. That sounds like intru- like that whole idea sounds like, oh, that'd be cool. But then if you really think about it, like I feel like that would be almost horrifying. Uh, you haven't watched Watchmen, but not. there are pills that are, I don't remember what it's called. It's not, it might be called Memories. It's, I like think a, it's like a drug yeah. that you can take and experience somebody else's memories. Yeah, someone I think explained this concept to me about the show. Yeah, I can't remember what the I, I can't remember what the name of the drug is, but yeah, you basically expe- can experience. Is it called like nostalgia? Yes. No, nostalgia is uh, Westworld. Okay. No, no, nostalgia is that genre is Westworld. Okay, genre you take and then you start seeing. Different, everything starts playing out as other genres to you. Mm. Like all of a sudden you're in a silent movie or, you know, noir film, blah, blah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, nostalgia, yeah, you can experience other people's memories. So it's like that. But I, I was thinking that mixed with like Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. With yeah, the, the sleeve thing, yeah. Yeah, your sleeve. And Ooh. I'm going to get a message right now. It's like, you haven't watched Altered Carbon. How do you know? Because I fucking, I'm a nerd, right? Listen, the only, just watch season one. Season two is not that good. All right. Uh, later daters. I got time. <laughs> later daters is a visual dating sim that is set in a retirement community, and we have talked about this uh, for two years now because we've talked about it from both paxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because I got Dewey to play it not this year, but last year. Yeah. It is 100% a dating sim in a retirement community, and I find that hysterical and love every second about that idea. It's Dude, like I feel like retirement love... communities are just like giant, like chlamydia farms. Yeah. 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 Or STD farms, at least. Mm-hmm. 100%. Probably. Or at least, you know, play litigators and find out. It was it was definitely funny to see that and then see like the KFC dating sim, like all these dating sims that were not that any dating sim was ever like super serious before. No, but they're like, what if we just took it and put it into weird situations? Or remember, um, like dating sims used to be like a they used to have like a stigma to them and be like a because they were all anime tropey. Yeah, that's true. But like, at what points it just became like okay? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it it was a mix of becoming okay, and then I, I don't know what the thought process was at this point, where they're like, you know, old people date too. Retirement home. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. Lord Winklebaum investigates a 1920s murder mystery. Lord Winklebaum investigates features a point-and-click gameplay that features a dashing giraffe detective. So a giraffe named Lord Winklebaum. All right. There it is. If you have any problems with take it up with Lord Winklebaum. I want him to be like with a with a silly name like that. I want him to be the tough like toothpick or you know smoking cop wearing like aviators. Wearing aviators with a appropriate fedora. <laughs> you know with a white band around everything and mm-hmm. a, a full blazer. And he's just like, oh, yeah, God. Almost drunk. Like after, like. <laughs> Always drinking, like, like whiskey. <laughs> like five o'clock shadow giraffe, where he's just like, ah. Oh, fine, I'll solve this damn crime. Oh, God, my wife left me. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> Lord Winklebaum, please. Pushy and Pulley in Blockland, an endearing co op game that tasks players with killing monsters, mashing blocks, defeating bosses, and recovering a spaceship to escape Blockland. Are you a pushy or a pulley? Uh, pushy? I'm more a pulley. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. I. I just picked one. Open to interpretation. (laughs) Princess Farmer. Developed by Sam OB Games. Princess Farmer is an arcade puzzle game that allows you to become the magical bunny farmer you've always wanted to be. Matt. Always. Who doesn't want to be a magical bunny farmer? Does that mean you farm bummy bunnies? Or are you a bunny and a farmer? Hmm. These are the questions we must ask at these times. 2020, what am I? <laughs> Drake Hollow from developer The Molasses Flood. Drake Hollow allows you to team up with friends to build and defend villages. Vegetable. Okay. <laughs> with build and defend villages vegetable folk from feral beasts in the blighted world of the hollow gotta defend them vegetables interesting getting getting in the weeds haha <laughs> <laughs> they're not vegetables but I don't, know, I don't know why I made that to be a fun well but... if you're defending vegetables you gotta pull the weeds you know what I mean ooh that's true yeah Suzarian as President Rain Players can choose to lead Swordland into ruin or repair in this text-based RPG. Not often you see a text-based RPG anymore. Yeah, that's true. 
usually there's something else going on. El Hijo. That's how I would pronounce that. I don't know. Hijo. It's not Hijo because like, isn't it pronounced? The J is like, like ho, like H, yeah, right? Yeah. No, you, you were right the but, first time. I would go with what you were said the first time. Okay. El Hijo, a Wild West tale, a non-violent. Or Hijo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. So like Mojave is spelled with a J. But then how do you pronounce an H? Yeah. L H I J O. <laughs> you guys let us know. A nonviolent stealth title that has a strong focus on exploration and strategy. Make your way through deserts, monasteries, and boom towns in this Western adventure. A lot of Western stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah. One of those zeitgeists going on right now. Yeah. Are we back to cowboys? Cowboys and Indians? Because we. Cowboys, zombies, pirates. Kind of zombies again. We should so, be coming back around to Cowboys, I think. Oh, we, did we skip ninjas, though? I Maybe, because I kind of... I mean, they're kind of... We have Ghost of Ninja Samurai. You kind of, kind of, kind of put them together. You have, you have Ghost of Tsushima. You have Cyberpunk, which kind of has a lot of Japanese samurai elements going on. Yeah. All right, so maybe we're in the ninja. Maybe part. we're in the middle of a transition. Yeah. Pull Stay. Pull Stay is a wacky beat-em-up game with tower defense twists that is set in Japan depicting the theme of hikikomori. Or shut-in. I, okay. I, I think I actually got the correct pronunciation there. Or at Seems, least close. I think you did. I had, I, to, I had to double-check over enough vowels and Ks, but <laughs> I think I got it. Summer and Mara, out on June 16th. Which is that today or is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, Summer and Mara has players taking care of their island and exploring the ocean through a farming adventure. Hey, you wanted to be a farmer. Farm it up. Ido no Yami. Become a blind cyber samurai. And journey through a slash and blast action side scroller filled with robotic Japanese folktales. That description sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. Uh, was this pronounced Rocky or? <laughs> I like that you keep getting the potential weird J's. Probably Raji. Raji? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's India. Okay. Raji, an ancient epic, an adventure, an action adventure set in ancient India. Raji tells the story of a young girl named Raji <laughs> who was chosen by the gods to stand against the demonic invasion of the human realm. She must rescue her younger brother and face the demon lord Mahabalasura. There you go. You nailed it. I forgot about that being in there. As I was just like, I was just reading ahead of you by a couple lines. I got down there and I went, oh yeah. Forgot. We got there Raji and then Mahabalasura. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was uh, day two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. In case you guys are curious, on Sunday also the PC gaming show happened. What a shit show. I don't know. I like that we're just slowly devolving. It's just downhill. Did you notice that... I'm going to lose my voice. The Devolver Digital Lady was in the PlayStation uh, thing? Yeah, they they had her there for a minute. I I bet they were like, no, no, no. Normal. It just threw Nina? me off. Nina? Normal. It threw me off big time. 
I was like, that's Devolver. They also related. said that they're going to do something, I think, in July. Devolver? Yeah, they're going to do their event. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be our it's event. It's happening. And I was just like, yay! I can't wait to see what it means for more of that storyline. The greatest E3 storyline you can ever have. But the PC gaming show went on. PC gaming show normally happens, I think, on Tuesday in a normal E3 calendar. It's usually like after Nintendo. Or maybe it's Monday. Maybe it's even... They normally do... The PC gaming show is a normal E3 show. And it encompasses usually a lot because there is no... It's the only like PC-dedicated show that week mm-hmm. everything you know nintendo square but everybody's got that and this was usually your i don't know indie's not even the right word but this was always a show that had much more than any of the other in terms of like variety or publishers or size publishers than the other conferences did yeah for sure it was always like an amalgamation of of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So the PC gaming show presented by no no other than PC Gamer. Once again, everything that follows are just things that I found interesting. And we encourage you to go check out the show for yourself. Starting with Valheim is a Viking survival game from Coffee Stain. And go to the official site if you want to try to get beta access. A lot of beta access offers too. Yeah. Ooblets uh, comes the early access this summer. Ooblets. Ooblets. It's Torchlight, Torch, Torchlight Three is in Steam early access now, thirty bucks. Nice. I don't know if you were ever a Torchlight person. I played a little bit of two, but I, you know, happy to see there's a Torchlight Three because there was a lot of questions if there would be one. But mm-hmm. it's a Diablo esque. Okay, falls into the Diablo Path of Exile All right. type of game. A little bit more um, bright. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Elite Dangerous Odyssey is the next update. Uh, very few details, but it looks like next year you'll be able to set foot on planets. Yeah. There's a developer interview for that one. That'll be interesting because that would change the the game pretty significantly. Yeah. And they're like, hey, yeah, sometime in 2021, you know, we hope to have this out. And like, you might be the first person to, you know, land and just and be on the planet and stuff like that. And I was like, that, you know. Seems pretty cool for uh, going forward with Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Yes, I know we have other games that do that, but this is the first time for Elite Dangerous. Let them have this. Persona 4 Golden is now on Steam. And with that, they have killed the PlayStation Vita. Poor thing. (laughs) The last reason you needed one. In Sound Mind demo is now available on Steam, and it's a new horror title. You like them spooky games? In Sound Mind. Airborne Kingdom launches fall 2020 on Epic. That is where the demo or the trailer for it, a bunch of planes, and then like a giant flying machine as it's just kind of constantly flying. And I think you're building and adding on to it and stuff like that. Sounds Building dope. an Airborne Kingdom. Sounds dope. Uh, Dwarfheim, a co-op RTS, has a multiplayer beta launching on June 19th. Dwarfheim. Humankind gets a new trailer and details on how to join the open dev program for an in-depth early look at the game. Humankind uh, is kind of like civilization style 
city building and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I believe it's go to opendev.humankind.com and you can sign up to play. If they choose you, there's maybe five current scenarios or so. Go through, you play through them, come back with a survey at the end, and they use your input and immediately keep going in the building of the game. Hmm. I might try to do that. Yeah. Seems like an interesting idea. Uh, Icarus is the next game from the creator of Daisy, an astronaut-driven survival across an array of alien landscapes. Another one. Another one with a space twist. space rust kind of. Yep, space rust is. Uh, I mean, it looks interesting. It's just I'm not. I'm not looking for those games right now. No, because like I feel they would just irritate me because like I I wouldn't be able to put the time in that other people could and people would just take advantage of you know, yeah, my humble beginnings. Yeah, and I assume you could probably play in a private world and do stuff like that, but what's it, the point? Well, at that point if you're playing in a private world, you need uh like you and I would have to play together in the same private world type yeah. of thing. Uh, our friends at Rebellion showcased Evil Genius 2 in-game footage. That looked good. It actually did. I was <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm gonna be an evil genius. Yeah. yeah. I hire my minions, go kill those people, rob that casino. It reminded me of uh two point hospital, but evil genius style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh all right, from Humble Games. We have uh, Proteus is coming to early access this fall. An ultra gory Doom-like game. Slay things, shoot things, lots of blood, mm-hmm. pixels, colors. Fae Tactics is for those that are missing Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics, And it comes out in summer 2020. Nothing like a tactic JRPG. Cardo. A cute little adventure game allowing you to build the map as you adventure. That It had a cool concept. Yeah, you're kind of going along and you're doing things. And then I, the one spot they really, really kind of show the tile is you're moving a tile around to keep building your map so you can keep adventuring in that direction. And if you watch it back a couple, you might not see it right in the first day. If you watch it back a couple times, she starts with like the tile on the bottom and the character that she's looking for isn't there turns it to the side, not there, turns it one more, and then shows up in the completed tiles. So you're like, okay, that's where he actually is. So you you know walk over there and do that stuff. But mm-hmm. seemed like a cool way to get around and also still hide the map from you type of thing. Yeah. Project Wingman, for those that want to listen to Danger Zone and fly a fighter jet. Uh, very Ace Combat vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Like, I always love the idea of those games, but, like, I'm terrible at them, so... Yeah, it's one where it's like, hey, a flight sim. And then I'm just like, I suck at flying. Yay. <laughs> Which will come into play this Friday if you listen to the next episode. Blanco's block party that we're moving back away from. Or is these all? No, no, no. It was just those last four were in, humble a, in a humble sizzle reel for PC Gamer. All right, moving on. Uh, Blanco's Block Party trailer debut. Take control of toys and hang out with your friends. Yeah. Basically exactly what it says. You could like take over little toys doing puzzles. And it was a very, uh, like there were mini games and everything like that. Almost seemed not open world, but not, but a lot of 
free reign to do as you so chose. Yeah. Everspace 2 closed alpha starts June 15th, which is today. So if you are an Everspace person, there's a closed alpha. Good luck. Uh, We got to see a new Total War Troy trailer. If you were wanting to see Total War stuff, there it was. There it be. Mafia Definitive Edition. Got some footage shown. Little cutscene stuff. Some trailer-esque. Looked it, much better than <laughs> what they claim was Definitive Edition for 2. Yeah. Yeah. So, more promise. We'll see. That's still it's uh, August. Rogue Lords. A roguelike RPG where you play as the devil. Building a team of baddies. Yeah, so you are the devil going through a... There's like multiple little levels that you're going through and you are uh, similar to that dungeon one that we talked about before, but you bring X amount of bad people or you know baddies with you, other demons and such. And then you have a tactical battle. And if you, if one of your demons falls, then your health pool becomes vulnerable. And then when you lose your health pool is when you start over and continue, you know, try again. Mm-hmm. Hence the roguelike. Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy, coming to Epic in 2021 with a beta soon. Noise. Um, Among Trees, what if Firewatch and Minecraft had a baby in early access on Epic? It very much looks like that. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. But it is fire, like Firewatch stylized mm-hmm. things, and then Minecraft, like... Let's chop down trees and stuff like that. Interesting. Potionomics. Run an alchemy shop in this shopkeeping sim. What sim will we get next? (laughs) I don't have an answer. There's a lot. Mortal Shell. Got some more in-depth gameplay. Uh, This Souls-esque game is getting a beta in July. A lot of betas. Yeah. Blightbound is a co-op dungeon crawler, part Streets of Rage, part Diablo, coming to early access this year. Also a lot of early access. Yeah. That one was interesting because you actually can play. There's multiple classes that you can play. And it's the Streets of Rage, like, side fighting. Mm, Okay. But there's multiple classes and, you know, still killing enemies, getting loot, all that type of stuff. Seems like something we should maybe keep an eye on. Yeah. Shadows of Doubt is an open-world detective adventure with some cool throwback-style visuals. Yeah, throwback-style going just back to uh, some more pixelated, uh, not 16-bit, much you know, closer to that, like the in-between, like the old uh, Wolfenstein-style graphics. But open world detective games. I mean, if you like detective games, you have gotten a few in this episode. Trash Sailors, a co-op hand-drawn sailing game. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to sail. That's not true. Just an Assassin's Creed. Aloth, Aloth, Champion of the Four Kingdoms is coming to Steam. I don't know how you say that. One of those two ways. Weird West got a trailer and some gameplay details. A take on the supernatural. 
Old West. A lot of West. Old West. That's what I mean. We went back to Cowboys. We're leaving ninjas into Cowboys. So we got to wait a couple more years for Ubisoft to release Skull and Bones when we're back into our pirate trans- transition. Yeah, that'll be also when they reboot uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. So Okay. Uh, and then the show will come out for HBO called Skull and Bones. <laughs> Story of Seasons. Friends of Mineral Town, previously announced only for Switch, is now coming to Steam on July 14th. 14th? Kind of missed a couple letters there. I mean, that happens, but hey. If you didn't want to buy it on Switch and waited for PC, it paid off. Amazon's new MMO called New World got a new trailer ahead of its August release. You can we'll go see. closed beta on July 23rd. You can go to their site and try to sign up, or you can pre-order the game and get access. Twin Mirror from Don't Nod gets a new trailer. There was a lot of story and confusion when I watched that. Yeah, I don't... I There's don't. like multiple voices, and it made me think of... Uh, oh, God, what is that terrible game? Why do I not remember it? Oh, no, what is... It's that person's favorite game, but it sucks. Oh, no, I know the answer to this. Crap. Mm. All right, I'm going to ignore that. I can't remember the name of the thing I want to remember. Metal Hellsinger is simply a rhythm doom game coming in 2021 in which you play as the unknown who, quote, descends into the pits of the thousand hells, guns and music blasting with equal intensity to seek vengeance upon the Red Judge, end quote. It's an intense one. It seemed pretty cool, the idea of, like, kind of like Crypt of the Necrodancer, but playing doom to the beat. So just as there's solid drum kicks going, you're pulling a shotgun to it or whatever. No, no, it seemed kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was cool as well. Uh, Dungeon of Nahuvuk. The Amulet of Chaos gets a gameplay trailer. Uh, Another year, part of a party going through this whole thing. Uh, Felicia Day's a voice in it. She was the one that did the trailer, you know, preamp and discussion for it. So, Ah, cool. You know it's going to get some people looking at it. Red Sails is a narrative-driven cloud sailing game making its way to Steam. And, like, you sail on clouds, not like AWS. Hmm. Sounds like some fucking Studio Ghibli shit. (laughs) Surgeon Simulator 2 gets multiplayer and a level creator. Fucking skip me, bro. Rude. Sorry. I was, was going to give you the rest of the doc off. but uh, From the makers of No Man's Sky comes The Last Campfire. The game launches summer 2020. I'll fucking believe it when I see it. All right? <laughs> Careful. You know how promises work with them. Exactly. Escape from Tarkov made an appearance in the show to announce a massive update for Tarkov, including a new map. Cool. That's pretty big. Yeah. That game's still super popular. Yeah, I know. It's... Seems to have legs, so yeah. might as well dump some updates. I'll be intrigued to see what this update does. Like, I not does, but uh, how it's received by the people that play it a lot. Yeah. Outlast Trials, a multiplayer-focused take on the Outlast franchise, coming in 2021. Looks scary as fuck. Yep. Which I mean, that's an Outlast game. Now, what if you watched your friend die in front of you? 
I don't know, man. Those type of horror games like just kind of freak me out. Like the I, noises and the. I have this the story of Kenny and I downstairs in this house in the living room playing Fear. I think it was the Fear Three demo mm-hmm. at three in the morning. That's no and bueno. It was always great to. Those games are the best when you can sit in the same room with somebody and just one of you just drive, but you are both experiencing the, like, the horror together. And eventually you just get angry and you're like, nope, that's it. I'm coming for you. And you turn on the monster. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically what happened in fear three is the, the demo starts you like outside a sewer tunnel and the, you go, you have to go down the tunnel and there's like a light and the tunnel tees into another tunnel. And then you just see this shadow, the little girl shadow go across. And we're like, Oh, Holy shit. What was that? And we all start freaking out. And then it just became, that's it. We're restarting this demo. I'm killing her. And we just kept restarting the demo and whipping grenades down there. Trying, obviously, you can't. But yeah. That was the whole thing. And so I feel like if we did Outlast in a similar sense, not this one, because then we'd be in two different rooms and we'd both mm-hmm. be shitting our pants. But if we did like Outlast 2 or Outlast 1 in the same thing where it's just both of us freaking out in the same room, it would eventually become the art. We freaked out enough. Now we're numb to it right up until they hit you with something we didn't expect. And then we all shit ourselves again. Yep. But... The multiplayer one for the people that love Outlast or love horror games, I think that'll be a good. It's definitely a cool twist on the franchise. Yeah. Nice uh, evolution, as one would say. But yeah, that is the uh, that is the recap for the Gorilla Collective and PC Gamer. And I think that's it shows. There's yeah. a third thing I'm forgetting, but I... Oh, Paradox Interactive. Yep. So much stuff, and there's going to be even more next week. Yeah. So, there you go. I want that Mass Effect remake next week. Or you remaster. might get it tomorrow. Tomorrow is EA Play. Daddy Likey. So, if you want to hear Matt say Daddy Likey again on Friday, mm, Daddy Likey. Tune back in then, <laughs> because that's when we'll be going over it all again. I say Friday. Might not be Friday, but... You know, we'll try to make it, try to make do and see what happens. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.